Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm very excited today. We got somebody from the East Coast, but somebody that has been crushing it in the real estate market for years now, really starting off with wholesaling. And last year alone did over 80 deals just in the wholesaling, but taking that wholesaling money and starting to really transition into more syndications, more bigger commercial type of buildings and so forth. And also the income produced from wholesaling, getting rental properties, other investments that are creating generational wealth and not just being stuck in you know the one category of wholesaling. And I think that's the big picture behind this of creating generational wealth as you start growing to really start um, diversifying, right? And, and really start spreading out your eggs in different baskets and making those multiply as well. So really excited to have Dave on today. What is up, my friend? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you, Brandon? Good, man. Good. I, I know you got a lot of things going on right now. You're about to transition into a new office soon right down the street. Yep. But for anybody else that doesn't like know who you are, where you're from and what you're up to, do you mind just giving that 30,000 foot view? Yeah, sure. So my wife and I, and let me apologize ahead of time because I'm just getting over a cough. So if you see me coughing or dying, cough cough yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so my wife and I have a wholesaling business, a real estate business that we do multiple things. And around, so wholesale, rental properties, flips, and scaling into multifamily commercial areas now over, since we started really picking up rental property in 2005, 2015 is where we said, okay, this can be a full-time thing for us. And so we, uh, she was able to quit her job, I believe in 2018 and been able to just support us in the business. And she's the yin and yang, the, the marketing side and, uh, you know, try keeps us in line. Yeah. And then on the, the sales and, you know, structured deals and, you know, just that kind of side of the, to, uh, to the business, but we, um, so she's the brains and beauty and then you're the exactly. more go, go, go. Yeah. 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 I'm the brute strength, like pushing through. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the big picture of where we stand. We're in the Philly area. So East coast, like you said, Northeast. Yeah. And so, but we're doing things pretty, pretty much down the East coast in as far as wholesaling. Cool. What markets are you typically focusing on? Uh, the, the greater Philly area is our main one. And then, you know, parts of Western Florida, as well as the Carolinas. Really? Nothing in New Jersey? If it comes through, it's just Jersey's a different beast, especially the North Jersey part, because it's close to New York. They kind of yeah. adopt some of their, their methodologies, but South Jersey's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we got to talk more because I'm looking for a, a property for my family right now and it, it's a bit fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Okay, cool. So you got what? 20 doors right now for rentals. Are you doing any Airbnbs at all? We are. We have um, just started our second one. So it's funny because the two Airbnbs that we have um, are both sub two. So uh, something came through the pipeline last year that was the guy just bought it three months before. And I'm like, ah, this it looks beautiful. It's in North Carolina by Asheville on a river. And we're just like, you know, I, I can't, no this here. has got to be, yeah, no deal here. Right. Yeah. And ended up giving him 50 grand and taking over his note at 3% interest. And, you know, it puts off about 60 grand a year. So it's been great so far. And then recently, it's kind of funny the way things worked out, but bought a house sub two and 
it was a 3,000 square foot house, but it had a separate in-law suite. So what we did was we rented the in-law suite or the main house. And yeah, long-term for $3,000 a month. My payment's $1,700. And then the Airbnb is bringing in about $1,500 a month just in the in-law suite. No kidding. Yeah, so so we hired a director of operations out of Albany, New York. So we just block off like three or four days every other week for him to come down. He uses that. And so it's been working out well. But yeah, so oddly enough, and I think, you know, that's where I like the current market too, not only is it short-term rentals, but yeah. it's sub two because with interest rates up, all the people that have had decent mortgages from yeah. the last five years, three to five years, you know, you can get some decent rates. And it's not yeah. credit. I mean, is he making money on this deal? Why did he have the motivation and what was his uh, price point that he bought it? This is the, the in-law one? The, the okay. seller that you ended up picking it up for what, 60 you said? So or you, there was or the, you took you took over the the sub took two. Over. Took yeah. over. Took both they did sub two on the first one was in North Carolina. You would talk about that uh, one or the yeah. local one. So yeah, that yeah. one, you know what? I never really prodded too much. I, I got the sense that it was like uh, family health issues. You uh, know, okay. so it just that because it was an Airbnb for ten years. He bought it had for a couple months, set up long term financing, and teed it up for me. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like just a couple yeah. months later, wow. Really, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so it worked out really well. And it's it's in place management to clean. So yeah. it's really, it's been awesome. I love it. So, you know, with all the businesses that you have, because, you know, you started telling me right before we got started, you are investing in different franchises like Everbowl and then gas and oil too. When did you start diversifying it? And what really led to doing that versus staying, you know, focused on the, wholesaling and, and real estate side of things? I think right before COVID, a lot of people were thinking along the lines that we were, was that there's going to be a shift in the economy, a shift in yeah. the housing market, shift in the stock market. And I think COVID just skewed all that yeah. temporarily, right? And gave it a little two-year pop, but all the money that they threw over it. Yeah, the government it, just that, like- that, that's what, Yeah, that's, that's what we're feeling now, right? Yeah. So we were investing then thinking that there could be a shift and let's, let's take some of that money, invest- to generate, you know, monthly cash flow. Yeah. And then, you know, just recently or in the last year. So that was just before COVID. And then recently in the last year, we invested in some gas and oil stuff, thinking with this administration, they're gonna be pushing more green, less oil. And so sure. we've been seeing prices, you know, pop in, in that regard. Yeah, I'm sure that the ROI is starting to look sexier and sexier each and every day, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. So you guys started in 2005. Is that right? 2005, excuse me, just picking up, you know, just a couple of rental units. We probably sat with, I don't know, half a dozen doors for 10 years. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. And just let it sit there and just kind of maintained it. And a couple sub two deals and a couple next door deals and whatever that looked like. And just, you didn't really, was doing life and other stuff and didn't really know what could be done with real estate. And so I think it's that belief we did a fortune builders event okay. back in 2015 but i think if i were to say obviously it was like smart enough you know yeah. motivation determined enough before just didn't have that one person to lead me through it and get some of those questions answered and take you to get your first deal done your second deal so i think there's advice i give out there is like find that one person because anybody can definitely do this find that sure. one person that can take you by the hand and or even if it's a group you know, mentorship or whatever, just yeah. questions answered and know that you have somebody to lean on if you needed them. Yeah. Who was that one person for you? Or was it just the group? You know, I think it's the yeah, group the group of fortune builders and the boot camps yeah. and the, and then, you know, every it's 
telling somebody else this morning, but every group that we've been a part of, whether it's fortune builders or masterminds or connect or whatever it was, you know, the information is decent, right? Like it's, it's good information, tactical information, but we've really grown. And the person that I've leaned on is, you know, connecting with that person offline, you know, and keep maintaining. So building relationships at the groups, at the events, at the masterminds and having those conversations individually to build the relationship and help you get to the next level. Yeah. I I truly couldn't even agree more. Like, honestly, it's like sometimes the content's good, you know, but the networking is really everything. Again, that like that, that true friendship or just the connection. I've had so many people just like trade value with stuff that they would sell naturally for 30 or $50,000. And it's like, just because we connected, we were in the same mastermind group together, which is, it's unreal. So it's really powerful. Nice. So what were you guys doing before real estate? So and kind of teeter-totting for yeah, those years. Yeah, exactly. So I used to be a CPA, but I was more in, got away from that and was more in the sales and the recruiting part around finance and accounting and just different sales roles. And then my wife was in, in the sales role for dialysis. So she was like in, more in the medical side of things. Okay. I love it. How'd you guys meet? My neighbor, she bought the house next to a friend of mine who owned the house. And consequently, I just bought that house recently. So we, now I own both houses together. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Real estate brought you guys together. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> cool. So talk to us about like, when it comes down to this market, there's a lot of people out there that are, I wouldn't say complaining, but like, you know, if, if they're just getting started, you know, it may be more difficult at the end of the day. There's a lot of competitors and sharks like, like us that are paying higher or just being more competitive. And the price is just getting bidded up like crazy. You know, you guys doing wholesaling as the the main source to get sure. off market leads at, at decent rates. What type of tips and tricks would you give on the marketing aspect? Sure. So it's a good question. I would say, I mean, what why do things get bid up? Yeah, I mean, supply and demand. There's not enough properties, and everybody wants it. Partly true, right? But there's in order to get bid up, you would have had to have multiple bids, right? Competition. Yeah. Yeah. Competition. So yeah. if you didn't have competition, who's going to bid it up? Yeah. No one. Yeah. So if you're the only one in the conversation yep. and the seller doesn't have to, you don't have to that's match good. somebody's thing or be right. So that's what the MLS typically provides is competition for things to sell yep. and you to outbid yourself or negotiate against yourself or whatever you want to yeah. look at. Right. So we took the stance of, you know, marketing, we spend about Forty to forty-five thousand dollars a month on various yeah. forms of marketing to connect with sellers off market and to take down properties, whether we're wholesaling, we're taking them for flips or rentals, whatever. But just to be the only ones in that conversation. Yeah, I love that. And that's you know, I think the key that really any of like the people that are doing direct to seller marketing is really to be, you know, to not create <laughs> chaos. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, at the end of the day, you got to pay to play, right? So you guys are investing a good amount per month to be able to get those leads coming in to knock out, you know, nine to 10 deals a month, right? right? And you also aren't chasing, you know, quantity, you're, you're chasing quality. And, you know, so I'm sure you let several go that just aren't in your your bucket of, of certain profit margins, yeah, right? Right. And we try to because things always go sideways. If you try to make like three to $5,000 on a yeah. wholesale, something easily can go sideways, especially when you're dealing not only out of state, but virtually. Yeah. And somebody says, 
I know the place is turnkey, doesn't need anything, and you get pictures, you know, it's easy to three, you know, it's yeah. a rounding error when you're talking about some of the, you know, selling a two or three hundred thousand dollar house and it's a three thousand dollar spread that you had. So yeah. You, just, um, just imagine all the filters on Instagram when people make themselves look beautiful out of nowhere. Yeah. You can do it with houses too. <laughs> 100%. Right. So I think the thing is just really, you know, p- put enough spread in there. And then if there's like, okay, hey, you know what? How can I, we try to monetize everything that we can. So you yeah. have, you know, the, the basic thing is getting it at a price point that you can wholesale. And the only reason that you can wholesale it is somebody that wants to fix and flip is using whatever formula. They can make enough money depending if they're a 10, 12, 15% <laughs> investor. Okay. So then we have that level to where it makes sense for them. And then I would say you have the next level of people that, Hey, you know what? I don't need to make 15% because I own other properties in that area. I'm really just looking at very taxes. I want to hold things long-term. I'm willing to pay 80 or 85%. And then you have the people above that, that were, I would say are more uh, retail buyers. And so maybe trying to get a small discount, maybe like 5% or something like that. And so they're the people that we use, we like to do novations on, and that we like to wholesale to the retail market, try to monetize everything that we can. So, you know, because we pay a lot to actually have the phone ring. So if something comes across, we don't want to thumb our nose on it because we can only, you know, make a yeah, couple yeah. grand. The focus is really like, how can we best serve the seller? Yes. Are they really in a position where they really need our help? You know, yeah. some, and some, a lot of times sellers, especially over these last two years, haven't been making payments. Sometimes you need to help sellers get out of their own way. And sometimes if they're in their own way and they haven't been making payments, now they're behind, they need help getting to the other side of that because they're consistent. So they're just consistently, then you go to get it under contract and they're consistently dragging their feet, you know, getting you docs and payoffs and things like that, which is the whole reason that put them in that situation to begin with. Right. So yeah, some we just really try to hold the hand of the seller and try to get them to the other side if that's you know what they're really looking for. That's good. No, I love it. That's what it's all about. I mean. When you're in the people business and just over-delivering, over-serving people, you create a good name for yourself, good karma, and then it always comes back. Yep. Talk to me about the numbers for a second. You know, for anybody out there, I know you're diving into it a little bit right there, but do you have like a percentage-wise or a certain profit that you like to stay within? Yeah. I mean, our average wholesale is about 23000 huh. So, you know, trying to keep that average up and keep it keeping on north. But again, we're not going to talk, work away from like 10, 12, 15,000. If we have something that we can, you know, make a win-win for everything, at least if it's even a break, even, you know, to pay for leads and whatever yeah. it looks like. But yeah, that's mainly the, just depending on just on, that's just on the wholesale side sure. and the flips are, you know, end up being yeah. different. How many flips are you guys doing per year? I think last year we did two or three. Yeah. Not, yeah. We're, we're just really cherry less, less and less. We're, doing, we're cherry picking them and we're doing less and less every year because it's just number one in this market with the, the supply, you can just clean them up and put them out there and wholesale. Yeah. Yeah. Wholesale. And make 80% of what you would have made and not have to deal with these contractors that want a hundred dollars an hour to, you know, paint something yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Contractors. I mean, it's a whole different game. So a whole different mindset and everything yeah. and the supply really chain and yep. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, especially with everything since COVID, like every couple months, it's like things are getting jacked up. I got a yeah. quote the other month. And by the time I finally pulled the trigger, it was like three weeks later. The guy was like, oh, price already went up on, on some of the materials. It's like, I don't know if they're pulling my leg or what. Yeah, but <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Tough. So. so talk to me about the marketing channels. I know you guys are pouring in 40 to 45K a month. 
how many different channels are you guys utilizing and which one in your market is really hitting the home runs? I think about four right now. We have uh, direct mail, okay. TV, PPC, and Say TV, 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 yep. really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's fairly new to us. So we don't have a lot of data ever to report okay. on it just yet, but it's just to follow something. back up with you on that. I'm really yeah. curious. Yeah. Yeah. So to see, you know, what that looks like, we, we're just trying to do a lot. So what we've seen and found is that I guess there's some unscientific data of branded versus non-branded marketing, sure. but there's yeah. a lot of people that like, it, they want you to know, especially when you're dealing virtually that the, there's some credibility behind the person that's on the other side of the phone. So if yeah. you can do that, with TV, with reviews, with Google, Facebook, then yeah. that's powerful. So yeah. we're using it more as, um, yes, it brings in leads. I don't know that we've closed anything from it just yet in the last sure. month, because like I said, it's only about a month Brand old. New. But yeah. from the branding standpoint, it helps. Like, hey, you know, did you see us on TV or somewhere yeah. else? Oh, you're on TV or whatever that looks like. So that I think that helps people feel more comfortable. That's good. And I'm sorry, I cut you off, but what were the other channels? It was TV, direct, it was mail, direct mail, and PPC. PPC. Okay, cool. And then what is really, I guess, your favorite lead source? It's a good question. I mean, we've done so much. We've literally done them all. I guess the only things that we're not doing now that we've done in the past have been cold calling, texting, and Facebook. I'll tell you my least favorite is Facebook. Yeah. Talk to me. Why? It just seems like the people that... I don't know if it's just the targeting, you know, oh, and there's yeah. some different rules. Yeah, because the way Facebook lines it up, you know, if you said, hey, I just want to buy in, you know, this zip code or whatever, they, you're profiling, there's all sorts of rules around stuff like that. When you're yeah, like, no, I just, a lot. yeah. So they make it, they make it difficult to pinpoint. And then you so see, you end up getting people, you know, I would just do, I would do a parameter around uh, Philly just like yeah. a box and cut off Jersey and I get Jersey leads all the time and they would just push me stuff. And so it's just, and then people that don't want to buy houses that they want to, or don't want to sell houses. They actually want to rent a house. And yeah. it's just not even close to where. Yeah. Wasting where your is, lead but, money. Yeah. Your ad sure. money. I was just to say probably like, but I like the digital, I like the, you know, YouTube or the, the PPC, yeah. you know, doing, getting out there digitally and trying to attract people to come to you. Are you doing any bandit signs over there or in the past? We have, that's how we started. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah, there and then, uh, you know, targeting probates. And that's one of the things I was going to say earlier. Like, you know, we're spending a lot of money on marketing, you know, half a million dollars a, uh, a year, but we didn't start that way, right? Like, and so people yeah. starting out, like, they just don't have the ad spend for that or whatever yeah. it looks like. And so yeah. I would say, you know, focusing, you know, doing, you, you could get, you know I, know, I know Carlos Reyes, he loves to show his sign of just like, you know, white cardboard with a Sharpie or whatever, yeah. we, like it, it doesn't take much. It's more of the, it's the hustle out there yeah. and look, driving for dollars and, you know, just looking for things that are run down, knocking on doors, whatever that looks like. There's yeah. so many things that you can do that doesn't cost you a cent. And, you know, I think we've gotten a couple of deals just posting in like online yard sales in Facebook. So if you're in a online yard sale and be like, Hey, my wife and I are looking for, you know, property. And they are looking to buy with, you know, something that's not listed off market without a realtor, you know, as is kind of thing and, and putting it out there to um, just to get some activity going. We've gotten deals that we've done very well on just from free marketing like that. Oh yeah. That's good. I like it. Yeah. I mean, just like you said, like 
nobody starts off right from the beginning, tossing out 40 to 45,000, half a million a year towards marketing, but understanding your demographics, like understanding your area, because, you know, what is the lead, I guess, per deal cost for you guys in your area? About three. 3,000. Yeah. So out here in San Diego, so knowing your locations, like area specific, because out here it's going to cost more, you know, you're closer to like uh, $9,000 per lead. But, but then understanding like not to give up before I I remember doing direct mail marketing and that's like, that's a long-term type of game, you know, because in the beginning, you know, you're going to hit six to 10 different touch points sent to them and you could get a lead after like a year and a half of finally, you know, hitting them. So you really got to be persistent and not give up, you know, that three feet from gold type of mentality. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, and if I could, if I spend three grand to make, you know, 40 or 50 grand and you spend nine grand to make 150 grand, it's not really any different. It's just your market. So knowing, like you say, your market and knowing that like, Hey, you know, I'm going to have to have deeper pockets to go on longer. Do it here. Yeah. yeah. To do it there. Yeah. To get to those deals because there's, it's worth it to, you know, in your it market. Is. Because if I'm going to make six figures on something, you know, it's the, the entry point is going to be higher, yeah. like marketing wise. Yep. That's really good. I love it. Talk to me about learning curves for a second. I know you've been doing this for years now. So there, there's got to be one or two, but anything that you would say, either for marketing or just like, you know, the real estate business as a whole for anybody just getting started, potentially like what has really smacked me in the face a few times that you're just like, man, we can't do this again. Hmm. I would say the biggest thing about probably any business, but specifically real estate is just really knowing your numbers and tracking your numbers when you're small. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me, because that way, as you grow, it's easier to, you know, make, pivot points like, okay, analyzing this after two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, and then you can build some data over a quarter, year over year, trailing 12, whatever it looks like. Yeah. So you can assess and make informed decisions. Like, Hey, you know what? February last year, I spent 40 grand and I got nothing from it. And the market's just dead. I'm just going to take that 40 grand and go sit on a beach somewhere or whatever it might be. But like analyzing. So, you know, like, Hey, you know what? June is my time to shine because I killed it last year. I'm going to take that 40 grand and put it into June. So just really like knowing your numbers is key. I would say the other thing is, so being a former CPA, I know my numbers and not my, not my strong suit, not where I want to spend my time, not where I enjoy spending my time. So if you're familiar with personality index and what, what Sharper uses, they, you know, we hired them as consultants to come in. So I, I highly recommend them. But if you look at who I am, and personality-wise and what I like doing, I'm modifying my behavior to actually do some of those things, which doesn't serve anybody. No. And so, and there's this statistic that like, when you modify to do those things, you're, you're going to do it 34% worse than somebody else that you would hire that's actually good at and, it. And enjoys it, right? Like that's enjoys it. So you're, yeah. you're doing something that's making you miserable and you're doing it worse. So just yeah. push off the things that you can delegate and you're, it's not paying you what you're worth to yeah. uh yeah to replace that's good yeah i think you know just like you said like even though you have a cpa background right you you have a numbers background even though that's you know not your strongest suit or something that you enjoy doing it's something there's many people out there that like they didn't have that background and they're postponing the numbers or the data and not right. staying organized and truthfully it's going to set you up for so much failure in, uh, the, yeah. in the future 
Yeah. And just spiraling out of control. Like really you got to know your numbers so that you can have your KPIs on track. And then you can know like, Hey, every year this month or these couple of weeks, I'm always struggling. And, and there's, you know, but the next ones after that, we can really dump money into because we're going to have a huge ROI. So sure. that it's really, really crucial to know your numbers from the start and stay organized because, you know, it's not one of those things that you want to, you know, postpone. And then as you're growing, well, then I'll focus on my numbers. You're going to waste so much time and money doing it. Right. hundred percent. Cool. Well, you know, when it comes down to, you know, the learning curves, you, you ended up mentioning, uh, sorry, well, the first one you, you mentioned. It's probably the, the number part of that tracking your stuff. Uh-huh. That it? Yeah, yeah. So just that, that's, that's the thing that like, I think, you know, we probably, and we weren't the best at it. it. Like it took, I have a director's operation now that is just awesome with that and like managing that stuff, but for us. And so just tracking that as early as possible because we probably wasted so much money. I know we did yeah. just guessing at things that, you know, oh, you know, let, we got to make the phone ring more. Let's do this. The, this guy says he can do well or other people are doing well or whatever it is. Yeah. And it wouldn't work. I remember March a year ago, we spent 17,000 in direct mail, like one, maybe two calls. So yeah, it's just not, not worth, you know, so, and with the right data, we could, um, you know, maybe wouldn't we would have spent the money in a different area, a different message or whatever. It's just adjusted tracking. Yeah. Yeah. And whether it's the same people with a different postcard or different touches. How many people are working with you guys now? And like, what kind of divisions in the company do you have? So we have, uh, there's eight of us and yeah, so six are in the office and two are virtual. So we have a commercial division that we're working on a couple of different like strip malls and, and just building out the commercial portfolio. Yeah. We, we like the numbers there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like the, you know, it's like the San Diego market for the rest yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, so, man. Numbers out here are just so wild, but it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it depends on the market. For sure. And so we're enjoying the commercial space of just, it's not as competitive, right? Like you, you're dealing with typically savvy sellers who yeah. are familiar with, um, in the course world, it's, it's expected for you to be creative and seller financing and bring money and syndicate or whatever Which it I is. love. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. And otherwise, you know, but you know, we love both. So, right. We're not, we're not yeah. just like, Hey, but I think that there's opportunity in the commercial space and there's, there's areas that we can I don't know, exploit and just for lack of a better word, or but bring value add to properties and helping sellers out that it's the same thing is like, you know, the seller doesn't pay their mortgage and, you know, whatever it is on the residential side, then you got the guy on who doesn't pay their taxes on the commercial side or yeah. has neglected it, deferred maintenance and is not rented up. So there's just, there's those people there too. So are you going after those leads the same way for wholesale? Yeah. So, yeah, so cold calling is, we're really looking for stuff again, still more, more local and some, you know, Southern less, more local on the commercial side, just easier to manage and uh, be in the, like leaning on the branding, I would say for local stuff with that. So yes, that's a similar message, but coming across in a different way, like our acquisitions guy, lead lead manager guys is calling a lot of people emailing. So as far as data goes, I mean, data is like, everything, especially in your space, because if you're, if you're dealing with crappy data, then you're going to get crappy results, man. So 
where are you getting your data and, and how are you guys scrubbing it clean, making sure that it's, it's the best of the best? Yeah. So we have been using for the last, what I, what I recommend is um, I like direct skip for skipping and they do nationwide stuff to Mark Evans company. And then for data, we've used some Adam data we've used, I think between list source and Adam data is probably the, where the majority of our data has come from. I don't know that there's a huge disparity. It's all county data. You know, the skipping's the main point. It is, yeah. So we've been happy with direct skip and you buy in bulk, you can you know, save some money or whatever that looks like. Yeah, that's good. So what kind of goals do you guys have moving forward? Like, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? I, I know last year you did 80 wholesale deals, 1.7 million. And then, you know, this year you're aiming for, the goal is 2.2? 2.5. And so we're, yeah, we're on track to do two, two right now, which means okay. we need a little catch up a little bit, but um, it's, bit. it's not just the, you know, the, I don't want to say we don't care about the revenue numbers. We do. Yeah. It's yeah. we care about the net income number. So really yeah. just getting rid of the inefficiencies, being sure. better at our, knowing the numbers will help us like just be better at that kind of stuff. So that's what we're trying to, we want to not only do, you know, the year before, we did one one five or one two, so we grew about a half million dollars, but we didn't yeah. make that much more because we were ramping up our expenses with the marketing and everything like that. So we want to just growing is great, but we also want to increase the the net income at the same time. Yeah, you don't want to you know look down the road making a hundred million a year, but still in the same profit margin as you sure. were you know in yeah. the beginning. Right, exactly. That's good. So why why are you guys moving right now? You're doing a transition, right? Yeah, we already actually we do need more space. So we're in about, I don't know, a thousand twelve hundred square feet. And we bought a building that has four units and it's forty five hundred square feet. So you bought the building. we bought the building. So yeah, so we bought it and we're going to pay ourselves, be the tenant, right? Like yeah. and right off to the business. Yeah. Yeah, right. So right off to the business and we control it. It's a great location. So we'll, we'll get people with, you know, we plan to do some, uh, we're not moving until June 1st. It's being a renovator right now, but like cool. those 10 foot flags that say like we buy houses or whatever it is yeah. so that are just because there's 27,000 cars that go by. It's a, you know, four lane thing. So we've got great visibility. And then we have a couple of different, like I said, four units and, you know, we're th- talking about, you know, either partnering some with somebody for either a title company or a real estate brokerage in the back unit. All so in house. Yes, right. So it's all right there, capitalizing on some stuff that we're giving money away to right now. Oh. And so, yeah, and just like not giving the money away in rent that we're doing right now and us yeah. being a landlord. Yeah. And having control, man, that's what it's all about. You know, you'll never get kicked out of this this one, right? <laughs> right. So, so I yeah, love for it. Sure. So, yeah, it's a exciting move. And just giving the guys more of a, so obviously you're only going to put so much effort or customization into a rented space. So yeah. doing the things with, you know, some like they don't know yet, but like a pop a shot and some like cool things like yeah. that have people like just like downtime in the break room or whatever that looks like. Yeah, but, dude, that's awesome. That's what it's all about. Cool, man. Well, you know, for anybody out there that's listening that might just feel like stuck in the, in the beginning weeds of real estate, anything that you would give as words of advice? You know, you've been there and done it already. Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, there's two things that if I were someone marooned me, I guess, and I didn't know what I know now, sure. I would, um, you know, find the biggest player in the, in the market and see if you could just shadow, work for them for free, do whatever you can do. Yeah. Right. And two is like, you know, there's so much content on YouTube that you could just 
you know, anything that you want to find out about tips or tricks or whatever to figure out, you know, just Google YouTube or, you know, search YouTube as far as like, you know, real estate marketing or real estate wholesaling, low cost or for free or whatever you can do to, you know, get some ideas. Someone mentioned once that I saw recently about just, it's like give 99% or give, give everything, you know, away to people like in charge because 99% of the people are going to do nothing with it. I know. It's so sad. It's so true though. It is. And so there's not a lack of information out there, right? Yeah. There's so much information. There's just a lack of action and people believe in themselves. So if you can, you know, buddy up with somebody to take them by the arm and just help them along the way, do the first deal or whatever it is. And you, it might cost you people. So you guys have to invest in yourself and you might yeah. say, Hey, listen, you know, I will pay or I will give away 50% of the profit to you. I'll give away 80%, whatever. Like yeah. there's a guy in my neighborhood, not my neighborhood, but actually who I bought the office from. And I, he's made about a hundred million dollars in the last year in commercial real estate. Like, would I be willing to, Hey, here's a deal. And like, I'll give whatever to walk me through. Yeah. Right. Just, you know, like to be in the conversation with him, see how he thinks and yeah. whatever to, you know, just to not make it, It's like the uh, adage of, you know, learn from other people's mistakes. You'll never live long enough to make yeah. them all yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's so true, man. That's that's great advice right there. Yeah, honestly, like if, if I could do anything different, I wish I wish when I first got started that I was smart enough to know that there's other people out there doing it and that I could just like find the main person. I didn't yeah. realize about mentors or like or even that they would be willing to share that stuff with me. Sure. Absolutely. But just like you said, it's like give out all that information because it's out there first off and so many people just simply won't take action on it. So that's great. right. And if they do, right? Like, so you and me were sharing this information and someone says, yep. Hey, you know what? I stumbled across this deal. I don't know what to do with it. And then they come to you and I, and we can JV with them and, yeah. you know, and get a win-win situation. Absolutely. I love it. Well, dude, man, I'm so excited for your growth and where you guys are heading. It's yeah, really you. exciting to see and just really proud of you, man. It's, it's awesome. So I appreciate you um, so much giving your time for the listeners and to me. Anything that myself or the listeners could do to give back to you? I mean, just uh, sheesh. We, we don't coach or do anything like that. So we don't really have anything. You know what? There's actually, I, I want to make sure I'm quoting it right, but a book that I'm reading right now with my son and uh, it's called Get Free Houses from Austin Rutherford. He's a friend of mine, but yeah, yeah. that would be a, you know, I don't know, it's a four or $5 book on Amazon. That would be a great book that I would say someone that's like done less than 10 deals, yep. get that book. Get something yeah, that, you know, I, I don't have anything. I don't think Austin cares if you buy his $4 book for the yeah. $4 at least. But, yeah. you know, just, you know, follow these people and track their stuff and see what they're doing and see how you can support them. But, you know, just use some of the tips and tricks that he's learned. Start investing when he was 20 years old to just build something for your family. So there's, again, tons of resources out there. It's just about you taking the action. And so is yeah. it going to be, what, what's the saying? Someday or day one, you know? Yeah, then, yeah. When, when's the best time? Probably now, right? Yeah, one one day or day one, I guess it is. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we, we've had Austin on in the past as well. We got to have him back on. But but yeah, guys, get that book. That's an awesome one and, and just great education behind it. And just take action on this stuff, you know? Really implement what you're learning and you'll see the results and the fruit from it. So anyway, Dave, man, I appreciate you greatly. I really do. I'm very thankful for you, brother. And yeah, we'll have to follow up and see where you guys are at in another year Absolutely. or two. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, they can follow me on Facebook at David Coyle, or uh, I think it's Dave Coyle 7 on Instagram. 
Cool. Okay, awesome. And then guys, if you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, Facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you need any credit repair done for you services, you can check out creditrepairmobile.com. Otherwise, if you're looking to get educated on how the banks and lenders are judging you, how to fix your own credit very quickly, we have people with bankruptcies right now, removing them in a couple hours, collections, you name it. And then afterwards, after cleaning your credit, being able to build up massive amounts of credit, getting several six figures, even seven figures in funding, and then putting it to work and leveraging it and, and making a killing from it, real estate, e-commerce, whatever it may be for you, whatever you're passionate about, check out creditcouncilelite.com. That's creditcouncilelite.com. And you'll be able to get more info. But with that being said, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button for Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. So you get the newest notification every single Monday. And we will see you on the next episode. Make sure to leave a five-star review. Appreciate you guys all greatly. And God bless. Dave, appreciate you, man. Thank you, Brandon. Have a great day. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.